I literally, I pulled up in the parking lot. I go, oh, no. <laughs> I parked and I ran upstairs. I got, I just, just got into the bathroom and boom. It just, like, <laughs> it just came. Like, I'm trying to get my pants off because I, I had never clenched Ooh. so hard. I've never, my sphincter has never worked so hard to keep something in. It just came out like a rocket ship. You- Welcome to the Epicist. My name is Doug. This is Eli. Uh, we have a, a variety of topics today. Um, but uh, before I get into that, I, I'm, I'm reminded that I'm supposed to tell you to subscribe and hit the bell if you got a bell or the like or the whatever you got on that, whatever notification social bell. media it is. And then, yeah, that just uh, helps us along. Yeah. So the first thing I wanted to talk about, we we chatted earlier is about um i had talked about uh, my my uh, experience with um with the carnivore diet remember i this is back a number of episodes and i said i would report because i wasn't convinced that uh, carnivore was a good long-term thing and i wasn't convinced it wasn't i just didn't know like it just seems it seems very counterintuitive that all meat diet would be good for you but you've said that you there's a couple of doctors i think who swear by it they do it ongoing indefinitely kind of thing one's been on for six years non-stop non-stop yeah so i was on it for six months maybe and you know it originally started as a lent thing i was just going to do it for lent and then i decided to continue on so the benefits was uh that uh i, lo- I leaned out i was eating good i love meat so that was good i got to eat you know a lot of meat. Curious, how was your energy? Energy was great. Yeah. Energy was perfect. No, uh, no negative um, uh, bodily things. Like I didn't feel anything bad, you know, like when I'm on, same with keto. Like uh, when I eat uh, carbs, I get joint pains and stuff. I get, you know, things tend to tighten up. But on keto and carnivore, uh, none of that. Apparently it reduces inflammation as well. And it resets the gut. So those are the good things. But my experience, because I said, oh, I don't think it'll increase my cholesterol. And I was sitting at around a 2.1 on my LDL, which is about 0.3 over what it's supposed to be, which to me was fine. I'm sure. just coasting above the, the high range. You know, I was okay with that. Well, it spiked up to, I think it was 7.9. <laughs> LDL? And my LDL, yeah. Spiked up to 7.9. Now, Granted, I had also stopped some of the protocols I was taking. Like I was doing niacin twice a day. I had re- not when I started the carnivore. Just at some point, I I had gone down to once a day, so I was taking one thousand milligrams instead of two. Uh, what else did I change? I changed a few. Oh, well, I was doing rad one forty, which we know increases LDL and lowers HDL. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I but when I got the blood test, I had been off. Um, I'd been off rad for about a month and a half too but i don't think i gave it enough time because i apparently it could take months before for the body to adjust and uh so those are some of the things i so i'm back on the 2000 milligrams of uh of uh niacin the flush kind not the no flush and i obviously got off the rad 140 and i don't think i do rad 140 again unless i'm just like i think you had said well you know maybe a blast for a month before i go on a trip you know just to get a little more lean muscle mass you know 
So it spiked my... Uh, it so spiked. I want to back up a little bit, though. It's unlikely, in my opinion, that that niacin would have mitigated that change from 2.1 to 7.9. No, that's right. When I started taking niacin, I went from 3-something down to 2.1. Okay. Because in three something was my norm, right? Yeah. Like, so it can only do so much. It's it can great. only do so much. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and interesting enough, at least one doctor said, "Well, that just lowering your cholesterol with that 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 doesn't change anything, which makes no sense. It's cholesterol is cholesterol." But anyways, you're right. I don't think it was. It was definitely the carnivore diet. It just took my 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 uh, cholesterol way off the charts, you know. So so I've stopped. I'm not doing carnivore anymore. I don't think I'll do it again. Maybe for a month, like kind of like ride one for you. Maybe for a month if I want to lean out before going on a trip or something. But you know, strictly for vanity reasons. But I, for health reasons, I, I, I probably kill myself if uh, if I kept doing long term. Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's some short term benefits other than body composition, like resetting your gut and whatnot. Yes. But again, in but a I, short in term. short spurts. Yeah. yeah. Now you know this this doctor has been doing it for six years, and maybe his blood work looks great. But there's genetics, right? And this is something uh, we haven't talked a lot about, but you can't completely beat genetics. You know, genetics oh. have a play a huge role. And in my family, coronary artery disease is a, is a thing. You know, my father, my brothers, me, it's a thing, right? And yes, I can do a lot of things to lessen the risk, but uh, I can't just get rid of this thing, the fact that my body, first of all, produces, in our family, we produce high cholesterol and we have coronary artery disease, right? So we are prone to get blockages in our arteries and stiffening of the arteries and that type of thing. So yeah, I do everything I can to lower the risk, but you know, I'm fighting against, and so there, there's the opposite of that. There's someone who could do all the wrong things you know, oh. and you see that and their blood works perfect. And you think, fuck, you know? So I have a buddy on that note. That's how powerful genetics is. And you know who you are. I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> he couldn't possibly eat any worse. Yeah. Couldn't. He's 6'1 or 6'2. 300 and some pounds plus. Like probably. And not all muscle. No. He's a big, he's a strong dude. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he could move for a big guy, but no, it's not all muscle. But God bless. I, I, I saw him one time eat 12, 12 butter tarts in a sitting and, and wash it down with a, I hate guys with, like with, that. Yeah, with a, a liter of chocolate milk. And he does that. Like he doesn't eat like that all the time, but he eats crappy yeah. every day. Yeah. And his blood work is fine. Yeah. So that's genetic. It's right? powerful. You know, yeah. it bothers, you know, we know, for example, smoking increases the chance of cancer. Right. And then there's some people who smoke all their lives and never get cancer. Right. And they say, well, look, you know, I smoked all my life. I never got cancer. Yeah. Genetically, you're lucky, but, you know, you're, you're rolling the dice. Like, you don't know. You don't know until you know, right? Yeah. It bothered me. I remember um, after my heart surgery six years ago, my bypass surgery, I was uh, we, uh, I took my son down to Disney World. And Disney World is the epitome of obesity, you know. <laughs> it's, uh, and so we we're walking around, and, you know, it was hot, so people are walking around with their shirts off. Big, fat people. And I'm looking, I'm honestly... Can you say big fat people? Well, they are fat, so... <laughs> obese, actually. Morbidly obese, yeah. probably. Well, some of scary. Them. It's a disease. Uh, and I'm looking for the zipper. You know, you call it the, the, the scar, right? I got the scar. I got the zipper. 
I was actually going to have a tattoo to look like a zipper with <laughs> part of it open, like a sleeve opening up, and and you could see the heart underneath. Knowing you, you probably were going to. I was. Yeah, I really I wanted to, but I was told that it would look terrible. But, uh, anyways, I'm looking, and none of these extremely fat, obese people had zippers. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. I'm like, extremely fit. I I eat well, you know, but it's genetics. And so I know my genetics take me to that place of coronary artery disease. So I have to be careful and I have to do the right things. But I would, if I didn't have those genetics, I wouldn't want to take the chance and eat like garbage and find out somebody I just dropped dead. I just can't help it. it, it think and you can't feel One good. day it's got to catch up. I and think. you can't feel good. If you're eating a lot of sugary stuff and all that, you may not even know that you don't feel good. I mean, it's all relative, right? It's relative to what you know. When I was, uh, I, you know, I ate sugar, I ate everything back up until maybe 10 years ago. And, you know, I didn't know that I felt crappy. Yeah. But then I went on uh, the keto diet, or I went on a more strict diet, I got off sugar, but I would have Sundays and I could eat, go nuts on sugar on Sundays. So I'd eat cookies and whatever. And I'd wake up Monday and I'd have a hangover, like literally a sugar hangover. And then I realized, oh, no, that's probably how I felt every day. You know, my body probably adjusted a bit, but I probably felt crappy every day, right. but that was my norm. Without knowing it, yeah. Yeah. And so your friend or people who eat garbage are probably not functioning at top top capacity. I'd rather be healthy and know that I have this problem and work with it. I don't, this guy's an anomaly, though. He is functioning. Yeah. But that that's just not normal. He's not normal. The stuff that he could do, the stuff, I mean, he, he has a young family. He has a couple of businesses. He He's a firefighter. Now you he really know who you are. <laughs> he knows who he is. He knew <laughs> from the butter tarts. But uh, he's just, you know, I mean, he's, we can't put him in the same category as other people because he's just, he could perform, he could do all that, but that's not normal. Yeah, so genetics play a huge role. Yeah. You Again, you can lessen the damages knowing your genetics are against you in a certain area, but, you know, you're, you're fighting against a force that's greater than yourself, right? Absolutely, I agree so definitely carnivore is out for me. I'm not doing it. I like, I might do a rad. Maybe I'll do a rad 140 and carnivore in a month, the what same a, month. And what just about go what it did for your gut? You said you were having trouble eating as well with the carnivore at some point, right? Uh, no, I just, uh, I had the runs the whole time. Uh, okay. Now, apparently the runs isn't a good sign. So I, ha I had a colonic again today. And Can I you was tell our audience what a clonic is in case they don't know. I'll explain it in a minute, but apparently I was I was constipated. But last night, I I blew up on the toilet like it was like coming out like piss. You know. You guys have an image of that? Yeah, I'm getting an image. like brown piss. It was coming out of my ass. Anyways, uh, I thought oh, great. You know, I'm just cleaning out. Well, apparently that's what happens when you're constipated. Oh. Yeah. I would so, have thought that was a good thing. I thought it was a good thing too. So that's what was happening on the carnivore. I was basically pissing out of my ass, right? It's shitty. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Boom, boom. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and apparently that, that's not a good sign. That's a bad sign. So, uh, but it does, I, I, I don't know if it reset my gut or not. I just don't think it's for me. It's not for me. Again, if I wanted to like really just go nuts a month before going on a trip, I, I, maybe I'd combine Rad 140 with a carnivore diet, lean the crap out and then stop, you know, and get back to normal. Because one month isn't going to kill me. You know, blockages, not. blockages I, I, in the artery. You know, it's funny because, you know, I started testosterone about um, two months before I was diagnosed with uh, the blockages. My doctor said, well, it's the testosterone. 
Well, that's a load of shit. It takes years. It takes months and years for that plaque to build up. It doesn't happen in a month or two, you know? And you told them it was only a couple months? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> but they just say stupid things anyways. So, I, you know, if I did a month of, of call it dangerous uh, practices to achieve a goal, it's not going to change anything dramatically for me if I did it once every year or two, you know? Highly unlikely. Highly unlikely, yeah. And you might get the benefits from it in the short term as well. Yeah. Whatever, you know. So, yeah, I did a colonic today. So I started my colonic. My wife has been doing them for years and years because she has a lot of gut issues and GI tract issues. And so um, uh, I, she finally convinced me to do it. So she's been bugging me for years to do it. And she finally convinced me. And I went uh, six weeks ago was my first one. And basically what it is, uh, she takes like a probe, maybe about four or five inches, greases it up nicely and sticks it in my butt. And it, uh, it basically injects water into the colon and it'll go up the colon track, you know, and then she'll release, I don't know, I'm not looking cause she's behind me, but she'll release something. And then it comes through this tube and basically it's everything that's in your colon. And, uh, and you can see she has a mirror there so you can actually watch it as a clear tube. So if you want to <laughs> look, you do that? yeah, yeah. I didn't do it the first time because I really didn't want to see what's coming out of my, my ass. But um, it was it was curious, right? And she's describing everything. She says, oh, that's... Um, so there's things like um, st- uh, food that's been stuck to the side of your colon for years, you know? <laughs> so she's, oh, that's, a, that's something that's been there for years. She can tell because it's flat and round, you know? Like it's got a, a certain look and shape to it. And uh, so apparently I have stuff stuck in there from years ago. I'm sure everyone does. Though. Yeah. That's just the way it goes. So she... You know, she does it gradually. She'll maybe, I don't know how far she goes in the colon, but she'll say, when you feel pressure, let me know. So, you know, it hits sort of a, maybe a blockage and you'll feel pressure and then she releases and stuff comes out and then she'll go and it'll go a little further and a little further. And I think it gets all the way through the colon, right? Like there's a lot of water, but today when she did it, when she was draining, it was going on for like a minute or two. So there's a lot of water that uh, apparently she's left some behind, I don't tell you. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Basically, it's cleaning out your, your colon. And I think it's the, um, the large intestine. I don't think it's the small intestine. I'm not sure. I've done them years ago. It's well, the large intestine ago. is the one on the bottom, isn't it? I don't know. Anyways, whatever it is, I'm, I don't know. I should look it up. But, uh, and so it cleans out. And I had gone to her. The only reason I, uh, well, no, actually, I'd originally pl- agreed to go. And then I ended up getting, after, during the carnivore diet, I got really a lot of pain right here especially right here. I thought it was appendicitis. There's appendix. Well, that, right here. It was that bad. Oh, it was painful. And every time I ate, it got really painful. And, uh, cause I was blocked now, probably similar to, uh, well, any plumbing, you know, there probably was already some blockage there from years gone by, but then the meat just sort of stacked. Cause when she was empty, she said, Oh, that's meat. There's a lot of meat. I see a lot of yeah. red meat, you know? Well, she could determine the she, red yeah. meat. Yeah. Know. By color and stuff, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And there's toxins that come out and you can feel the toxins come out because it's warm when it comes out. <laughs> it's like acidic almost, you know, and there's gas. It'll make a noise like, burp, 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 and that's the gas coming that's stored in your intestines. And then there's a, uh, what else? She's, uh, undigested food. She goes, oh, here's my digested food. And you got to chew. She says, you got to chew more. That's all. It was my salad from last night, actually. <laughs> I had a, uh, I had a, a spinach salad and I, I was hungry and I just started shoveling it in. Down. I was thinking it's vegetables. It'll just digest it. Yeah. Apparently not. Apparently you got to chew them. So, um, 
So I did that the first time. Now, typically you do this maybe two or three times a year. You know, it's kind of like a, you go in, you get cleaned out and you, and you three, four months later, you come back and you get it done again. It's just good for, you don't want to do it too often. But in my case, after the first time she said, cause it was still painful. She didn't, couldn't get this unblocked, this part here. And actually there was on both sides, but it was really, it was severe here. Like sort of the touch. That's you have a high threshold of pain. So I have a really high threshold of pain. It was like, that's why I thought it was appendicitis because it was sort of the touch. So I went back a second time and next a week later or two weeks later, and she did it again. And this time, uh, she released enough that the pain went away. That's amazing. Yeah. The pain. So the pain was gone, but she said there's still more, you know? So she booked another one uh, two weeks later. So apparently I think I'm going to have to go like, every two weeks for the next month or two just to get caught up. And then when I'm caught up, yeah, I go right. I maintenance phase. twice or three, three times a year. On that pain, how long did it, how long were you on carnivore before you had that pain? Was right it near the, the beginning? Oh, right? great. That makes I remember sense. I was over at, uh, I was with Danelle and I was, um, I couldn't, I was having trouble eating because every time I ate, it would hurt. It would get into my intestine. It would hurt. It would be painful. She was upset. She says, you got to eat something. I said, I can't. So I switched to smoothies, you know? <laughs> with a bit of fiber in them, I use inulin. And that was okay, I could, I could bear that. But every time I eat, you know, I guess what was happening, it was just like it hit a, a blockage and it would just cause it to inflame more. And, and she says it's still not quite healed. You know, like I'm still, there is still some stuff there she has to get out, but she said she got 90% out. How does she tell by what's coming out? Or okay, so when she's doing or, it, yeah. she's also, massaging the colon so she's okay and she's feeling it and she you could and she know you could it's, it's cool she's obviously she's done this for decades right so or many many years i don't know how long so she knows oh that's a blockage you know and she'll she'll massage it and she'll work it and then you'll see the whole bunch of stuff come <laughs> right after that yeah yeah, massage. yeah yeah that's amazing because a lot of it's just clearer and then well relatively clear and then all of a sudden you see this darkness Pretty. come through and <laughs> chunks and it's amazing so uh yeah I recommend it. Um, I, uh, my wife, of course, rubs in my face now because I. She's I'm been going, after you for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, been, she's been bugging me, and now she says, "I told you know." She, I love my wife. She's not the type to be not say, "I told you so." Though she's like, she's a <laughs> told, "I told <laughs> you so" kind of person. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she's telling me so, and uh, yeah, I would recommend it, especially uh, like uh, I guess I got sixty years of crap. stuff. Yeah, literally crap. So I'm, I'm looking forward to not, ha- it's, um, you don't do anything, you lie there, but it causes the, sp- I think it causes, because it depends, at the first time she did it, she did it with uh, warm water. So, um, uh, you know, it doesn't cause the colon to spasm, but at some point she wants to get to the colder water because it causes the colon to spasm and that helps push stuff out, right? But she's doing it at a certain, like you have to have a, a, a few sessions first before getting The first to one, point. and the, uh, since then it's been, I, she's kind of I think she alternates between warm water and cold water how long does this take hour hour and a half it's a long process but it's exhausting I'm not sure it's because the colon's working for an hour hour and a half which is probably not normal because you you basically feel like you have to crap the whole time as she's doing this it's like you you know that sensation when you got to go you have that sensation the whole time so and I guess that's the colon sort of working its magic trying to get stuff out i wonder uh alien abductions when they're probing people 
They're exhausted. It's a, it's a colonic, maybe. Maybe they're just, maybe, maybe they're, they're just doing, doing them a us favor. A favor. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they always. Think, why don't, I don't know why they think the aliens want to probe our, our butts. <laughs> it's for a colonic. For a colonic, yeah. They know better than us. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's exhausted. Like today, I'm exhausted. It was. It's tiring. But I'll tell you. So usually, the last two times, after it's done, not much. I had the, after the second time, I remember going to bed that night and I had wicked gas. Like just. I was blowing out gas nonstop, but there was nothing else in my colon, right? It's was, it was just blowing out gas because afterwards you're not supposed to eat a bunch of stuff. So I just like today I'm just doing smoothies. Specific foods you're not supposed to eat? You really should go like at least 24 hours without eating anything solid, you know? So I'm just doing smoothies today, the rest of the day, and I'll probably do smoothies tomorrow or maybe not. Maybe I'll have a little bit to eat. But uh, so I had nothing in me and I was just like blowing out major gas. Well, that's not a big deal. I was by myself in bed. So, you know, <laughs> off you go. But um, you didn't share the Dutch. But today I left, and um, I felt a little like something was going on there. But I didn't think much of it. And I went to the office, and the office is only my office is only like fifteen minutes from where she is. And uh, I literally I pulled up in the parking lot. I go, oh no! <laughs> I parked and I ran upstairs. I got I just just got into the bathroom, and boom! It just like <laughs> it just came. Like I'm trying to get my pants off because I, I had never clenched yeah. so hard. I've never, my sphincter has never worked so hard to keep something in. It just came out like a rocket ship. I would have ship. thought you got rid of it all at that. Uh... Well, she left some in there, you know. Obviously. I guess that's pretty, that's normal too. And then I, I had a second one like that. So now I feel pretty clear. You must feel light. Like, do you Well, feel... your, your stomach gets flat. I don't know if you ever, like, I don't know about you, but when I, I usually have a little bit of a swollen stomach, you know, after eating. And it kind of sticks around. As soon as you do this, you're like, your stomach's flat. There's nothing. That must feel great. Feels great, yeah. And so, great. So that's my experience with uh, colonics and, and, uh, and carnivore. And carnivore. Fascinating, though, with carnivore. <clears throat> How many people, like, and back to genetics. There's one doctor, uh, He he's huge on, uh, so he went from carnivore. He was carnivore for many years. And now what he does is he calls it an animal-based diet, which is pr- predominantly meat and organ meats uh he includes fruits out because he feels that they work in his system um, and he says his cholesterol is off the charts but he doesn't mind he's fine and he's a medical doctor yeah i don't disagree with him by the way you know my thoughts on that yeah I, you know the statin which so after my uh my stent the doctor one he, he they've been bugging me for years to take a statin and i always said no and he said you really got to try he said, I'll give you a really low dose, five milligrams a day. I finally gave in. I said, okay, I'll try it, five milligrams. If it's that small, it's not going to be a big deal. Uh, but I think the benefit of statins, the thing they don't, they always talk about lowering cholesterol. But you know, the two other benefits of statins is reduction of inflammation, which is huge when it comes to coronary artery disease and blockages, right? It's bigger than cholesterol. And the other is it, it, it promotes the production of nitric oxide which is so healthy for the body. Because you don't hear that. You don't hear They don't that talk about it because it's not an easy sell. Lowering cholesterol is an easy sell. It's a number, bring it down. Yeah, right, yeah. Inflammation, people say, what inflammation? Yeah, you can't I, quantify it no. necessarily. No. Like, what is inflammation? Like, I don't even know what it is. I mean, it's just inflammation, <laughs> right? So yeah. it, it's a tougher sell. But that, to me, I think is the real magic of statins. Yep. So I went on this five milligrams a day. And literally within about four days, my brain was toast i went to i remember i, dro- I drove to the office i literally had to look down to see if i was wearing pants like i just i was in such a brain fog you know 
And I got to the office and I stayed for about half an hour and I left. I couldn't, like I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't focus. My brain was in such a fog. Were you physically tired or no? It wasn't even I just that? felt like, you know, when you have a, a head cold or something and yeah. you have that lack of clarity of thought, but it was more, even more intense than that. It was like, it's like somebody just turned off the functioning of my brain from a low dose. Yeah. So I stopped and I, uh, I called my cardiologist and, um, so she suggested we'll do a half a pill every third day and try that, you know? So that's quite a big difference from five milligrams every day to 2.5 milligrams every, every third day. And how are you with that as far as I haven't done it yet because oh. I, I thought she was going to prescribe because they, I said, I'm not going to cut mine up, but it's going to make a mess. You know, I'm not going to cut up every pill. So they, I thought she was going to prescribe it and uh, they were going to do it for me at the pharmacy, but I haven't got the prescription yet. So in fact, I'm going to, uh, I'm still open to taking like that small dose. And if it doesn't affect my thinking, that's fine. I just, I'd rather have high cholesterol than not be able to function mentally, you know? Right. Yeah. That's not, that's no life. It's like the same reason why I don't take beta blockers. It basically they make, they make me sluggish, you know? So uh, I'm going to get my blood test done in January before I take the statin again. I'm, I'm not even going to tell her I didn't like, I could remind her to get me the prescription, but I, I think I'm going to wait till January I want to see now after a month without taking a statin, without taking a statin, with a back on my niacin protocol, back on keto diet because keto, I was on keto and on niacin when I was down to two point one. And you were on keto for years, I mean, for years, yeah. So it's not the keto. It's not fat, but it could be the uh, um, saturated fat, saturated fat from meats, right? So um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna test if it gets down to two point one again. She'll say, oh look, the statins are working. I say, I, I never, I'm hoping I see that they works because they should probably say, oh yeah, let's see the statins are working. I'll say, I haven't started the statins yet. Ah, I love <laughs> I'm it. not going to tell her till after. But the, 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 an important thing that came out of this as well, that I think our viewers should know, and we talk about this, is, is having baseline blood work done. You, you had a, 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 a benchmark prior to carnivore, yes. which allowed you to realize Yes, you know, th that disparity between yes. being on it. So again, important to do regular blood work. Really important. And I think I got tested last time too soon after I quit carnivore, after I quit, quit RAD 140, after I went back on niacin. I didn't give my body enough time to adjust. So I'm curious to see what it looks like in January. That'll be plenty of time. If it's still high, I'll go, I'll go on the 2.5 milligrams every three days. I don't know how much that's going to affect it, but... You got to wonder if... I did come across some information that said that you don't have to do statins every day. I know some people do it once a week, which, which is fascinating. More of it once a week or just the same no, dosage? Yeah. yeah, you know, I think I, I could be wrong, but I think it's either the top or second top prescribed medication in North America. Maybe in the world, I don't know, but in, definitely in North America. Because they, they hand it out like candy. Yeah, yeah they hand it out like candy. And... Uh, much like the uh, the shots for COVID, you know, like last night, a couple of guys, one was saying, oh, yeah, I got my fourth booster. And then he says, I'm, I'm waiting to get my fifth. I'm like, fifth? Yeah. And I, But they've all had COVID. <laughs> I said, well, I had COVID three times. And it was like, it, was it wasn't as bad as a, a regular cold. It was like way less than that. You know, the, the, the pharmaceuticals just make tons of money on these statins, like, Doctors are handing them, they give it to everybody. Take a statin, take a statin, take a statin. But the side effects, my biggest concern about statins was 
the effect on the brain because the brain functions on cholesterol, right? And I was, I've read that it can, it's, you know, it's a precursor to Alzheimer's. I read that it, it does affect the brain negatively, right? And I, I don't think you've experienced that. But. Not at all. No, I'm on a high dose, but I, no, no brain fog at all. Uh, at least you think so. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What if I get off and I'm... Yeah, you're suddenly a genius, like uh, that movie <laughs> Limitless, you know? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, suddenly you're like calculating things in your head. But hey, Have you seen the movie Lucy? Yes. Yeah. So I'll be, I'll be using like 40% of my brain capacity instead of 1%. Nice. Yeah. Uh, anyways... How am I doing at 1%? Okay. Yeah, you're not bad. At, uh, you know, so that's one thing that bothers me about these medications that they push because it's, it's too easy. It's like, take a statin. Take a statin. What about the side effects? That's one thing I have to say. Doctors, at least in Canada, it's like collateral damage to them, you know? The side effects are collateral damage. <laughs> yeah. They don't care about the side effects. What they care about is the one thing they're focused That's a on. That's good point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Making that prescription? Yeah. <laughs> no. Getting lowering your cholesterol. Yeah, so if, right. if a doctor is convinced he needs to lower your cholesterol, she needs to lower Okay. I'll give you that. What about the side effects? Collateral damage. We don't talk about that. We'll give you another drug to- Did it lower your cholesterol? Yes. Yeah. And we'll give you a drug to counter the side effect. Then we'll have another side effect because every drug has some level of a side effect. Right. Because the body, it's foreign to the body, right? So the body reacts in, in multiple ways. And in fact, they've discovered, I think statin wasn't originally to lower cholesterol. I think it was for something else. You know, they've discovered drugs for other things yeah. that it was a side effect, a positive side effect of, of the drug, right? So that's, they, they made it for this thing, but it actually did a really good job on this other. Oh, no, it was, I think it was Viagra. Was it Viagra or Cialis? I think Viagra was originally for something else. Yeah, what was it? It might have been for heart health. Actually. It might have been for heart health. Yeah. It was it was made for something else and they realized the people all the guys were taking it were getting, you know, could get erections. Because there now is a trend with Cialis anyways, a low dose. I mean, the typical dose is 20 milligrams, but it, now they're promoting a 5 milligram daily dose uh, for heart health. That increases and that increases and NO nitro, and yeah, nitrous oxide. And, yeah. So yeah, I'm skeptical about drug companies and I'm skeptical with doctors who say, you know, they all say the same thing and maybe they're right. But, you know, when I bring up the side of the side effects and the effects it could have long term, they almost like want to fluff over it and say, yeah, but you got to lower your cholesterol. Or the studies don't show that. So, yeah, the studies your experience show. doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> so my experience, it's amazing because my biggest concern was how it would affect my mind, my brain. And I had like the most profound, and I wasn't even thinking about it. I thought five milligrams is to be a cakewalk, right? It's nothing. My body won't even, won't even register it. But within a few days, I'm like, my brain is effed. And I'm like, okay. So I was right, you know? I was right. It does have an effect on the brain. For you, it might be minor, but it does have an effect on the brain. And actually, when I told them, they weren't even surprised. They said, oh, yeah, it happens. I didn't even know that that was... It's a common side effect. Of I had sense. no idea. About a week ago, uh, um, I spoke to a cousin of mine in the States and we were talking about stuff and everyone's getting older. Everyone's on different medications and he was taking a statin. He said, it's just the same thing. He said he, he just couldn't function. He couldn't think, which, which surprised the hell out of me because I've, I've been on for years and yeah. I've been lately I've been on a high dose because of carnivore. Yes. <laughs> um, so I got to bring it back down. I, I also have a, a familial genetic um, 
I'm predisposed to cholesterol. Cholesterol, yeah. So, uh, and heart disease as well. Yeah, and heart disease in the family. Yeah, we're very blessed that way. And uh, that's right. um, Yeah, he told me the same thing. It it shocked me. I didn't, I I, I had no idea that that was a part of it. Again, because of, I didn't, I don't think that I was experiencing it. I think my brother has it because he's on statins, but because he struggles to think through things sometimes. He thinks it's because he had um, a few strokes. But it's since he's been on the statins, he has trouble, you know, focusing. So, anyways, is it? Does he have cholesterol? Yeah, he's a brother. Yeah, he's uh, he's had blockages in his brain and all that. My other brother had heart surgery, I think. And my dad, everybody, you know, we uh, we're blessed that way. Yeah, again, <laughs> oh, you can't be perfect. Otherwise, it'd be no, perfect. I'd be like, I a, think everybody has something. If you once you, you everybody know, has something. Back, yeah. Um, so that's it. That's my my take on statins. That's my take on colonics, and that's my take on carnivore diet. Pretty unfortunate about the carnivore diet. I, I, I in think. a way, yeah, in a way. I actually am not disappointed. I like being on keto. Keto yeah. is my works so well for me, and I really enjoy keto because well, there's more variety with keto. You know, I can have a keto like I can have one of my wife's amazing keto cookies. You know, for a snack or that pie instead of that. bacon. Yeah, instead of bacon as a snack. You know, I can have a nice piece of keto pie, right? That she makes her her stuff is unbelievable, but. Uh, I actually prefer being on keto. I just wanted to try the carnivore, and I just wanted to see if if it would have a negative effect. I was curious about it, and we talked about that. I wasn't convinced it was a good long term thing. Some people, maybe it's I'm, genetically, it's fine for them. For me, so why did you stay on for so long then? Because I I felt good. Yeah, I didn't that's know, why, that. and that's why I'm saying it's unfortunate. Yeah, because it. it but I still I, had the shits the whole time. Yeah, that's because yeah. apparently. Most people start with the runs and then it goes back to a normal yeah, I, stool. I've heard that as well. I had the shits the whole time. Okay. So it was getting that can't be me good. was getting stuck in there, and I think that's what ended up like that was the final blow to my colon being blocked. You know, were you seeing that the looking back, you weren't eating fermented foods, uh, which nope. you know to get prebiotics, which is right. very you weren't having fiber for those prebiotics. You weren't were you taking probiotics? I take prebiotic. I I use uh, inulin, inulin a lot yeah. for sweetener. Yeah. And that's you might have done some, but the thing is, you're on BPC all the time, right? Tell I'm, me, you I'm are, on BPC every day, yeah. which would probably alleviate a lot of the problems because you've been wrecking your gut with that. If you've been having the runs that whole time on carnivore, the whole time, yeah, I not think. as like I mean, the first part, like the first few weeks, was like explosive, where I, you know, I had to be beside a toilet almost. But I had the runs right through the whole thing. On so and you, off. your gut microbiome. I think that BPC saving saved you from maybe that's important. Yeah. So I probably won't ever go back on the carnivore because when I think about it uh, and the shits and all that stuff that I had, I, I don't know if it's worth it, you know, because you feel good. I mean, I, could you quantify keto how much good. better you felt? With keto, my, my thyroid is better. Yeah. I don't need to be on medication anymore. My cholesterol was fine with the protocol I was doing and uh, I feel great and I'm full of energy and yeah. So real quick on keto, what are the primary fats that you're having? Because what my point is, I want to see ghee. Okay, ghee is one of my primary ones. I, yeah. I use ghee on a lot of things, or cook with ghee and uh, olive oil sometimes. Yeah. Like last night, I had the salad. I put olive oil on and and, and vinegar and salt, and pepper, and that type of thing. And um, you know, uh, animal fats like, but I'm not eating red meat right now. I've kind of been turned off from it. As a matter of fact, I have a, a really nice steak frozen in the freezer if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so okay, chicken okay. and and 
and fish and that type of thing. And but on the, keto, were you eating a lot of red meat or were you yeah, really trying to do uh, a high fats? No, and, I wasn't not eating red meat. I was eating red meat. Yeah. I'm not only red meat. When I go into carnivore, I mean, there's only so many meats you can eat. And steak is a good one, right? And it's easier. It's easy to do. You can throw eat- it on the barbecue. It's easy to eat. But you know, so I was eating a lot more red meat when I was on carnivore. So I get my fats from animal fats, from ghee, from olive oil, uh, MCT oil sometimes. Yeah, okay. so, so it's not, there's, there's a balance between saturated and, and, and monounsaturated, polyunsaturated, yeah. different fats. Yeah. Whereas on keto, it's all saturated. It's all and saturated. I think that's the, that's the, that seems to be the, I think that's Again, the for me, denominator. right? Yeah. For other people, it's nothing. So. I remember what uh, Jordan Peterson, somebody asked him, are you still on that all meat diet? And his answer was, unfortunately, yes. Thing is, he says, unfortunately, yes, because it's, it's not easy to do all the time, but um, he's doing it because of the health benefits. He and his daughter, I believe. Yeah, I guess they got huge health issues, benefits. Yeah. yeah and so. in fact, Danelle got uh, really health benefits because her gut was like, she had no issues with her GI tract right. when she was... And she probably wouldn't have the cholesterol. Back her cholesterol genetics, went up. It did, yeah. Yep. But it wouldn't be much of a fa- as much of a factor because she's not predisposed to heart no. disease. But you know, doctors, as soon as they see it go up, they're like, yeah, they're all freaking out. Yeah. Did they offer one? Oh, I don't think they did. No. They just <laughs> told her to stop eating all red meat. Yeah. But uh, I'm surprised they didn't offer a statin. Anyways, that's it. I don't, I actually, now that I think of it, I probably won't do carnivore again. I mean, it's it's a pain in the ass, literally. <laughs> and uh, it's too risky. I'll do Rad 140 once in a while just to get a little extra lean muscle before I go somewhere. I'll do that before my honeymoon with my wife. You know, four to six weeks is fine. Yeah, on on these sar- these SARMs and yeah. the Rad One Forty, I think once you're exceeding the twelve weeks, that's where you're going to really run in the tr- and the dosage. So I was on a really low dosage. I was only doing ten milligrams a day, and th- you can go up to thirty milligrams. Were a day. you always only on ten? No, no, I've done before. I've done thirty, but I mean, this last time when I did it, I was on ten, but I was on it for about a year. That's that's the difference. Yeah, I think. yeah. Well, I figured ten milligrams is not going to make a big difference, and you're probably better to do 30 milligrams for four weeks instead of 10 milligrams for... Yeah. So if I did it again, I would do the 30 milligrams maybe for a month and then get off, you know? You'll see the difference. You'll, you'll oh, get yes. the benefits. Rad 140 for me is... Uh, it's an amazing compound. It, it really, it's effective, you know? I'd, I'd run it once or twice. Love the gains, but it crushed my uh, HDL. I, I, my HDL was doing great, uh, and it just... And I think it takes a couple of months to rebound from when you... Screw up I your would HDL probably say eight weeks, yeah. I would I say so, yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. This is the Epicist. I'm Doug. This is Eli. We've been talking about a few things: colonics, carnivore, carnivore. everything that starts with a C. Yeah, that's right. What's next that starts with a C? I don't know. Hydration. <laughs> <laughs> yes, obviously, yeah. I have trouble spelling. Um, Brain fog. So uh, one thing I forgot to mention on the colonic is uh, the woman who did it said, "You, I should take um, guar gum. You know what guar gum yeah. is? Yeah. Who's they Do use it for uh, like in baking and stuff. It's yeah. a, like a emulsifier or whatever. Absolutely, yeah. She says you take a bit and she, you know, she gave me the protocol. Not forever, like just for two or three weeks. It'll help loosen up some of the stuff that's still stuck, she said, because it absorbs water. And, you know, so talking about hydration, you know, she says you, t- you take it with like eight ounces of water and then you follow that with another eight ounces of water a bit later, you know. And it's just a lot because it'll absorb that water and then it becomes like... Um, I don't know what it does. It brings water to the into the colon, right? And so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up some guar gum and give but it a probably shot. very little. 
She said, I started, she said, start with a half a teaspoon a couple times a day and then go to a teaspoon. I think she said a couple of times a day. You just shoot it back or mix it in the water. Because that, um, we use it in the manufacturing, back in the manufacturing days. For a mouth, like an emulsifier. Yeah, right? mouthfeel, but it's, the percentage that you use is very little. So be curious to see how a teaspoon would go, um, oh, would make you teaspoon, feel. Yeah. yeah. So I want to make sure you get those measurements right. Well, luckily I, I drink lots during the day. I drink uh, like probably uh, three or four of these a day, which I think is plenty. Is that a liter or more? Uh, that's probably a liter. It's on the outside. Uh, 32 ounces, 40, 40 yeah. ounces. How much is yeah. that? Uh, what's 32 ounces is a liter. So a little bit more. So that's good. You're doing four liters a day. Per. Four or five. And, but there's color in that. What, that's not straight water. I, I peed in it. Because apparently... Brain drinking, you're still in the, the uh, statin. Eh? You, you forgot to... That's right. I forgot. I, forgot to, I thought that was the toilet. No, uh, it's, uh, it's electrolytes. I love electrolytes. So I drink electrolytes all through the day. So when you're drinking... And we need to discuss how important that is. Yes. Um, when you're drinking, are you, is every uh, one liter um, water thing you're drinking... Full of electrolytes? Or every is it time. Clean? Every time. Yeah, I've gotten used to the flavor, so yeah, I actually like it. it. Yeah. Normal water tastes boring. So yeah, I'll, I um, I have it, I take one to bed, and I if I wake up in the middle of night like thirsty, I'll just drink a bunch, and then I drink the rest in the morning, and then then I'll make one for, uh, for the car, and I'll bring one in the car. When I get back, I'll make another one, and you know, maybe, and so I maybe do three, three or four a day. And, uh, you know, hydration is so important for so many reasons, but for the colon thing, you know, if I'm not hydrated, I'm going to get, I'm going to get, uh, right. um, blocked up, blocked up. Yeah. And well, we could talk, we're not really experts in hydration, but you know, electrolytes is, are especially important if you uh, do a lot of sports because you, you lose a lot of electrolytes in your sweat and, uh, but they're just generally, uh, well, you maybe you know more about them. I think they're good for energy. They feed the cells, and and really, they're all they are is um, minerals, right? Really? Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, but also electrolytes sounds very fancy, but it's just it's minerals. minerals yeah. yeah, and and I think primarily um, sodium chloride, magnesium, potassium. Oh, there's another one. There's four that are the main ones. Someone I've been following lately is uh, Dr. James D. Nick Antonio. And I think I quoted him a few times or, or made reference to him on a few shows. He's huge on hydration. And um, that's why I ask you if it's plain water, because often enough we make the mistake, and I have for years, that drinking plain water will hydrate you. And mm -hmm. of course we think so. <laughs> However, it's the contrary. It can dehydrate you. There's, we need these electrolytes to draw the water from outside the cell to inside the cell. As a matter of fact, he, he mentions electrolytes and acts and, and, and on top of that salt on top of yeah. it as well. So and that was another thing that was considered an evil back in the day, right? Salt. salt. Mind you, table salt isn't great for you. It's more of a natural salt is better. Well, even these guys will say you could use it. You know, the, the, um, table salt. Yeah. But, yeah. But salt used to be the enemy. Yeah. And they thought that that, that caused high blood pressure, but it's actually not, the, that's not true at all. Well, I just recently, I mean, in excess, it's bad for you. But right, and if you already, if you but already, I salt everything now. Yeah, if you don't have a blood pressure issue, I think it's important. As a matter of fact, my blood pressure is low. It's, if anything, so you need it. Yeah, you need the, the salt. Yeah, when I when I went for the stent, they took my blood pressure. They said, "Oh, it's good. It's really low." And then uh, after I they opened up the uh, with the stent, I 
remember I tried to sit up and I almost passed out because my blood pressure was had Too dropped. Low. But because I was not hydrated as well, they had to they they had to put me on an IV and hydrate me. So it's amazing how hydration affects blood pressure. That's good you brought that up on this context for sure. Yeah. yeah. So it affects blood pressure. It affects I mean where our bodies are what seventy plus percent yeah. of made of water. So and we can last how long without water? Like three days max. Yeah, and you can go what you much don't. longer without food. You can go days, weeks, months without food, but you can only go three days without water, and then you die. Did you ever see that movie of the um, where the guy gets caught in the uh, ca- the uh, he's he's hiking and he goes into one of these caverns? No, no. And I think it's called the uh, I don't know how many hours, but and he, his arm gets caught. This and is based on a true story. It's a true it? story, yeah. and uh, they show the guy at the end, the real guy, and you know he's got his bit of water but he starts running out and then he runs out i can't remember he starts drinking his urine tries to drink his urine but there comes a point he knows he's gonna die he only he has two options die or cut off his arm he cuts off his arm or part of it i can't remember where somewhere on the arm he he hacks through it. he's got just like a little camping knife you know oh, like, for and he hacks it takes a long time i mean I think at some point you have to numb out. But the point is that he, because of lack of water, he knew he was going to die. Like it was coming, he had two choices to make, die or, or lose one of my limbs, you know? And so they show him at the end of the movie, you know, without the limb. And um, But that's how important water is. It's like, it's not some optional thing. Like hydration is not optional. Right. It's life-giving. Didn't you notice a difference? You told me on a casual conversation we had that you didn't have your electrolytes or you didn't have your, you weren't drinking as much uh, for a few days and you noticed a, a, a marked difference in your energy level. Energy for sure. Uh, I find if I don't drink enough and I think the body gets used to being hydrated and it wants to remain hydrated. I think you can get used to not being hydrated, like being under hydrated and you might get used to that. But I, for me, if I, I know when I need to drink, I don't drink like... I. I do make the mistake of, of guzzing one of these at nighttime because I'm really thirsty and I had, cause I haven't drank, drank water for electrolytes for like hours. Cause I just got busy and then I'm super thirsty and I'll chug one of these, but you know, you can't absorb all that fluid. Right. So most of it just goes out through into the, but the fact that you were that thirsty says something. Yeah. But the problem is if I do that at nighttime, then I go to bed, I'm, I'm going to wake up some point in the night with a wicked need to pee, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, but it's easy to devalue hydration. It's not sexy to talk about, but it's it's equally important to the other pillars in 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 uh, living an optimized lifestyle. Yeah. It's 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 way it's up there. What surprises me uh, is up until maybe a few years ago, uh, Vega was the only one making electrolyte powder. They they were one of the very few companies that made electrolyte powder. Now there's a bunch of companies, BioSteel. I actually use the BioSteel more than I do the Vega. Yeah. Uh, Organica makes some. Like they, there's a lot of companies that jumped on that electrolyte bandwagon, but it surprises me that being so essential, it wasn't a big thing for uh, people. Uh, maybe because it wasn't sexy. Maybe it was hard to sell. I don't know. I, I, they, I think so. You know, it was easy to sell. It was Gatorade, which is shit. You know, sugar. Sugar and, and whatever, right? It's garbage, but... People wanted that and they had, you know, I remember those ads, they would, the athlete would drink it and it color, it'd be in black and white and then the colored sweat. Yeah, would come up. I know that, we're old enough to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I also, I think people thought you drink a little bit of water and you're hydrated. 
and and um, I watch people and how much they drink water. People well, in takes, my clinic. When you drink water, it takes salt out of your body, right? Yeah. It takes sodium out of your body. And that's what's causing you to dehydrate. Yeah. Just drinking. So number one, people don't drink enough water as it is, let alone drinking it properly with, if you don't have electrolytes, like some people. I think you lemon, could get away with not using electrolytes if you salted salt, your food. And I stuff. think so. Yeah. And, and, and even in your water. You have to replenish the, the sodium somehow, the yeah. salt, you know? You really do. Yeah. Yeah, so... So I salt everything. I love salt. I used to be worried about salt. Now it's like. It's salt. contrary. They're saying it's, it's the essence of life. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't cause me any problems. I mean, you have, you have a, sometimes you have blood pressure issues. So no, I don't my know. blood pressure is awesome. So I don't, I'm, I'm good with salt. Like it's yeah. actually on the low, it's on the, on the lower side. It's always low hundreds, if not uh, nice. mid nineties. It, it might be a little too low, but. Oh yeah, that's pretty low. Yeah. So I think that's all I really wanted to say about hydration that, it, you know, for so many reasons, energy, just feeding the cells, uh, you know, your GI tract, and everything. It's life. Life. Uh, for sure. Yeah, and life. And, and I think to... Uh, it's funny hydration. that we take it for granted. It really... Yeah. When you think about it, you could die it's in so three days easy. without water. <laughs> and we take it for granted. Yeah. Like you can last, well, how long? Like a couple of minutes without air, or maybe five, maybe 10 minutes, depending on who you are. So air is number one. Water is number two. You can go without food for for a long, long time. I've done thirty day fast, you know, thirty days. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, it was for Jesus. <laughs> uh, so you know, it just tells you in order of importance. Obviously, everybody knows the air thing. That's an obvious one, but they don't know the water thing. We take it for granted, and I, I think people think you know, I'll have a, gla- a couple glasses of water and I'm fine. And um, well, worse though tea. is someone who drinks Coke all day or something, you know. Aye. And they think they're hydrating. <laughs> Technically, they're hydrating because there's water in the Coke. But, but you're dehydrating. I mean, the sugar can't. Yeah. Helping and, the um, last thing you want to do is put something that's hydrating your body that's mixed with a whole bunch of garbage. That's not the right way to hydrate. You know, it's got to be either pure water and you're taking enough salt in your diet or an electrolyte, I think. I, I, I think it's it's... It's paramount to have electrolytes. It's a, one um, show we talked about supplements, and I think we both forgot to mention uh, electrolytes. Is on that yeah, one. but it's, you know, not everybody's going to go out and buy electrolytes. Not yeah. everybody can afford electrolytes. No, they are a little pricey, but they can afford water. You just turn on the tap, and they can afford salt. Salt's cheap. And um, another another uh, cheap man's version is uh, lemon juice. Apparently, there's some minerals in lemon juice the electrolytes in lemon juice you can squeeze a lemon in there add a pinch of salt so my wife says i should do lemon water every morning to start before i have anything and i i have no issue doing it I actually like the, i like a little bit yeah. of tartness yeah. problem is that i forget every morning i just go right to the coffee yeah but you're doing this so you're fine yeah, but i mean that's that's good advice though it is good the advice. lemon water thing my wife but i think it's about I, hydration first of all yeah don't I let know. her hear this because <laughs> she said i told you so you know look at you i even said it yeah, but uh, she is right on a lot of things. Can we delete that part. Then? Yeah, that she's right. Yeah, but she is right on a lot of things. Actually, the lemon water definitely, and yeah, the lemon sure water, the, the colonic was a good thing. Um, Ugh, I'll never live it down. Well, <laughs> uh, I just have to come to accept that my wife is smarter than me in most places. Tough pill to swallow, man. But I can run a business. Yeah, that's right. You could beat her up going up Mooney's Bay too, right? Can you I, can, I can outrun up Mooney's Bay sometimes. So you have two things that are so important. The most important. Yeah. Screw, <laughs> screw health. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with anything. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about TikTok. Well, I don't really know what happened. So apparently we're banned from TikTok. Yeah. 
Is that a good thing? <laughs> I don't really give a crap about TikTok, but uh, these guys do, my marketing guys do. But um, I think it was because, I mean, this is fascinating to me. Okay, so TikTok apparently is supposed to be a kid's app. And apparently vagina is a bad word that kids shouldn't hear, which I think is ridiculous. I, as I mentioned earlier. Why I've do always you say that? Why do you say vagina? Um, well, TikTok, did TikTok knock us off? For, for well, we think that. We don't know. They didn't tell us why. They just banned us for life, you know? But it was during, it was, it was, <laughs> it's very random. But this, I guess this is algorithm that hears the word vagina 10 times and that's it, you're out. And, you know, they assume it's a dirty thing. But when I raised my son, I always talked about penises and vaginas. I never talked about peepees and whatever. Who's he, yeah, whatever they call a vagina. Because that's the real name of the real thing, you know? It's a vagina and it's a penis, right? And how uh, we got to a place where we're afraid to say those on, on social media because they get banned. It's like, what's next, though? Well, well, I, you know, so TikTok banned us. I don't care. We could start another TikTok channel. Oh, we have a new TikTok channel, apparently. So <laughs> we'll, we'll do that one until it gets banned. We'll just keep creating new ones. But, you know, we live in a world now where, and I, we talked a bit about this, where we're afraid to say things. Uh, you still think them, or you know them, or you believe them, but you don't say them because you're afraid of getting canceled. And you're afraid of what people will think and people's feelings are more important than truth and all this stuff, right? It's like, it's tragic role we live in. We're, you know, when I talked about certain, I won't go back to that episode, but we talked about transitioning and stuff and I gave my opinion. And, you know, people, I talk, I think I was talking to, maybe it was you guys or someone else and a group of people and they said, oh yeah, we, we agree with you, but we just don't say it because we're afraid, you know? So you can't stop people from thinking it. You can stop them from saying it. But when you stop them from saying it, if they think it, they actually become more militant in their I thinking. I would think so. Yeah. I think I would. Because they're angry that they're suppressed, right? And I, I liken that to the communist era of Russia or communist China where, you know, they control, or, or the Nazi regime where they controlled thoughts and censorship. words and censorship, like censorship to its worst. And, and this cancel culture is censorship, really. It's not allowing people to be truthful and speak there's no freedom of speech anymore. You, ha you can have freedom of speech as long as you fall into these guidelines right, of freedom of speech. Yeah. Well, that's not freedom. No. As a, um, what's his name there? Famous guy. Anyways, he said, you know, freedom of speech can't be curated. You know, you can't curate freedom of speech. Like, it's either free or it's not free. You know, there's no... Because who decides what's, what's okay to say? Who decides what's right and wrong to say? And even the terrible stuff should be able to be said. And idiots will listen to terrible stuff. But that's freedom of speech, right? And freedom of choice and freedom of all these things. I think it's, uh, it's also how you Don't say get me it. started on this. <laughs> Too late, I think. I, I think it's... Um, I think we should worry about uh, not what we say, but how we say it. So on a particular topic, using the right words... But we were, when we were talking about vaginas, we were talking... It was actually very... It was medical. It was very helpful information yeah. about the health of a vagina. It's just a, it's a crazy world we live in. And that's the thing is, it's the world. It's no longer Western culture. I think with social media, the censorship is, I mean, cancel culture, not to use a cliche, but is, is global, wouldn't you say? It's global and cancel, cancel culture now is the, uh, is the communist control over our minds and our thoughts, you know? It's, it's an attempt to control our minds and our thoughts. At least it controls our words, right? 
So for all you people who believe in cancel culture, well, you're, uh, you, you might as well go move to a communist country and where they will control everything and everything you say and everything, anything you're able to see and watch and read. And, and even your thoughts, too, eventually. Well, they can't control you. your thoughts, but they can control everything else. They can control it through propaganda. Yes, right. and they can, yeah, they can brainwash you, right? Yeah. So that's it. I'm not going to go off on a rant because I don't think, hopefully we don't have any more time. I don't, yeah, I don't mind getting banned for the right reasons. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, that's all for today. Well, that was fun. Yeah.